Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 333. We're going to talk about one of those very important life skills that will help us remain mentally centered, emotionally centered, in order to think clearly about in life what to do in face of negative things that could happen, like criticism and insults and anger or nagging, negativity, and to this clear clarity of being emotionally, healthily centered will enable to bring out the best in you, in yourself and among people, and certainly with your husband and with your wife. All of us experience challenging moments. We face people that are critical or frustrated or angry, sometimes hostile to- towards you. And before you say or do anything in those situations, we need to learn how to be in a centered state, in a calm-centered state. And when we apply these steps, it's important. That is a tremendous key in keeping shalom bias and also in um, you know, helping in general with the chinech of your children. And... Um, it's a it's a practice in the house that no matter what happened in the past, that when there's in the home situations that come up that are frustrating or could cause anger, there's an evaluation system. You're doing a tremendous um, um, service and a gift to your children and yourself and your spouse to do your best to stay relatively calm and to be able to learn how to think clearly even in stressful, um, you know, moments, and to develop those skills. And when it comes to interacting with one's husband, one's wife, it is true, every marriage is different. Some have a little higher level of challenge, lower level of challenge. Sometimes the challenges could be subtle. Sometimes it could be dramatic. But what we need to understand is not to compare one to the other, but every single one of these challenges are opportunities for growth, they are there to make you great and to, for you to develop. Um, there was a, a line that I heard recently that basically says like this, that if you see that you cannot change a situation, then you change yourself. And we see very often that that's what happens, that when you do work, de- look deep into yourself and say, I, the matzah is the matzah, or the people are acting the way they're acting. The only thing I can do right now is how I react and how I can change. And what happens is when you do so for the better, things around you start getting better as well. So we'll talk about how to go about this. And um, again, Rosella Pliskin, I recommend very highly um, through the Shior, and we went through many, many, many points in his book on marriage um, that are very, very valuable. And the truth is that this book is good for all life skills as well, but certainly in marriage. And where we basically are going to talk about some of the concepts he says towards the end of his book. But here we're talking about how to cope with these difficult challenges that sometimes happen and how to mentally prepare for them. And one of those steps is to stay centered. Um, you master your state, for example, um, you know, what happens is very often that when 
if someone's husband or wife is in a, he calls it an unresourceful resourceful state, they're not in a good state, an angry state or anxious state, whatever it is, then it's very, then they have a tendency that, uh, that it causes the other spouse also to access that state. So when one person is frustrated and lets it out on his husband, on the husband or the wife, oftens this is an anchor where the other person f- picks up those negative feelings. If, for example, if one's husband or one's wife is angry, even mildly angry, or sometimes out hostile or mean, then 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 for the other spouse that's experiencing this, it's not easy. It takes effort and practice to maintain an optimum resourceful state, which we need the most at this moment. Because whether, you know, you could feel your husband or wife is, is right or not right or whatever it is and being that unhealthy state that they are in the moment, your wisest choice of action, and here's where the maturity comes in, and here is where you think long-term. You think, right now, this is very upsetting to me, but if I learn how to be resourceful now, how to be centered now, how right now it makes sense for me to be silent sometimes, sometimes, or sometimes when I need to say something, but in a calm way. But if I learn how to do this with the right tone of voice, with the right words, that will cause not the situation not to escalate, but rather that the situation could calm things down. Whether I'm matzliach right this moment or not is not relevant, really. But the key is, as you practice these patterns, then you, without even realizing it now, you're planting seeds and you're, tremendous, you're, you're, you're creating an environment that when next time this unpleasantness happens, it's much easier to cope with and easier to handle and 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 that's very good so basically is the best way to learn to say stay self-centered in the face of a challenge is to mentally prepare yourself to do though to do so sometimes you have to think about the benefits for you and for your spouse himself herself and your family and the spiritual benefits the emotional benefits um, that you will obtain if you act the best you could possibly act, or great losses that would cause be caused by you, you know, or your family by acting at the worst in these challenging moments. So that's really a key here. And one needs to realize if, let's say, your your husband or wife is in a real bad mood and they're trying to get you off balance, also. So maybe they they mean that on purpose, maybe not. It doesn't make a difference. The key really is, don't assume that they're doing it on purpose. Very often, they're just frustrated. But even if they are, you say to yourself, basically, that no matter what is going on, and no matter how I'm being talked to, I'm going to stay centered. I'm going to stay, stay balanced. It doesn't mean that I don't have a right to feel that this is not right behavior. But the bottom line is, is I have a certain calmness and a presence of mind. This is people, even people that have had difficulty with this, over time with practice, they could excel in this skill that helps them greatly in marriage and in life. Sometimes one of these nakudais, by the way, to learn in this tool is to think clearly when you're faced with criticism. It's one of the 48 midais in order to be to acquire Taira. Um, in Mishlei, Pasik Perek Tes Pasik Ches says you shouldn't rebuke 
a late a scoffer because penyas ne'echa. Maybe he'll hate you. Hecheach lechacham rebuke a wise person v'yavecha, and he will love you. The Vilna Goyen says on this that a wise person is someone who continually wants to grow in Tyra, and he appreciates it if you point out to him that he's doing something wrong. Why? Because his goal is self-improvement, and he loves every opportunity to become a better person. Remember, if you can't feel you're helpless and you can't change a situation, change yourself, and then the situation changes. That's very often why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving you this situation. Now, if you stay the same and you're stubborn and you say, I'm not going to learn from this experience, then Hashem will just figure out other ways to get you to learn from that experience. We know, and this is human nature, this is something, and I'm saying this very sincerely, I am not knocking this. I believe it's true that very, very often, most people in human nature, they don't turn to Hashem as much when things are going very well and smooth. Very often there's a bump in the road, and that's when you turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Very often many people said, I turned my life around when I hit my level of rock bottom, whatever that is. Rock bottom meaning that I saw I can't do anything anymore. I'm helpless. So I turned to Hashem, and when you turn to Hashem, meaning you change yourself towards your relationship to Hashem, then the matzif changes because you learned that lesson of what you needed to learn. So the way someone tries to correct us is a key factor in our being open and accepting criticism. So when you speak with a love, with a compassion, then they could point out ways that you can improve and you could even feel grateful because they're doing it out of caring and out of concern. And we realize that person is not criticizing us out of personal motives. It's not because he wants covet. It's not because he wants power. It's not because he wants he's arrogant, but he sincerely wants to help you. When you sense that in the other person, then you realize they're willing you're willing to grow. You need to sometimes do that with your spouse as well. So if your spouse tactfully tries to correct you and does so in a way you appreciate, then you don't need to any special effort to stay centered and think clearly because they're talking in a nice way to you. But if your husband or wife is being highly critical or seems to be always criticizing in a way you don't appreciate, again, those who are listening, if you know you have that tendency of being highly critical, and you know, then you need to learn how to change that. But on the one who's the recipient of it is, when they get this attack, let's say, you don't respond and say you have the same faults or you're just looking at a mirror, it's all jumping back at you, you're worse than me. There's no, it's counterproductive to say these things. Or you don't like it when I criticize you, so why are you criticizing me? Although it makes sense, but basically, you don't respond right away like that. Right? Instead, what you do is, is you hear the criticism, is it valid, is it not valid? If, let's say, this, these words that were said to you by your husband and wife those very words, if they would have said in a gentle, caring tone, would you be macabalit? That means it's something that's worthy of being macabal. Or would it have been better to say, uh, you know, you know, in a, in a better um, language? Perhaps a choice of words could have been more tactful. So if there's teichen to the response, to, to the what your spouse is telling you, then you could say, for example, thank you for pointing that out. You have a valid point. You have a valid point. What you could do later is when your husband or wife calms down, you can have an honest conversation. 
We always talked about not burying things under the rug. And you have an honest conversation, you know, when I did this, whatever it is, and you sharply criticized me in a very rough way and you called me a name, um, you know, that hurt me. And I, you, your point was valid, and you acknowledge that when that's true. Very often the point is valid. You were right about this. You know, maybe not be exactly to the degree that you said, but it, it was a point that I know I need to work on. But I'd appreciate if you talk it in a more calmer tone. It'll be much easier for me to do, you know, to, 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 to correct myself when I'm talked to in, in a more respectful way. And if the criticism is not valid, sometimes it's not. Sometimes your husband or wife may have overreacted totally. And right now, everything they're saying is, is off base. You know it's off base. Then you could, in a calm way, say, if not that moment, maybe a, a little later, but you need to say, then I know you meant well. I know you thought that this is what I did or didn't do. But I let me explain to you what the story is. It's not like what you're saying. And then you explain yourself. Very often when you do that, the other spouse will understand that and say, okay, I, I hear you, okay, I, I overreacted. They may not say it yet, but at least they'll know that. But if they continue arguing, then it pays to stop and just tell, tell your husband or wife, this is very important, this is a real, real key. If let's say they're saying things where you know you reviewed it and you know there's not much there that you really should be criticized for and they keep on going at it, you could tell them right now is, you know, let me think this over, what you're saying. I'll take it seriously. I'm thinking it over. And you do think it over. That also de-escalates uh, that moment of criticism. Now, you always need to realize, and because it's painful, but sometimes when you're receiving that criticism, you have to assume that it could possibly be valid. The Vilna Goyen says in Mishle, Perekhaf Vav, Pasik Yud Beis, that a person who is a chacham be'enav, wise in his eyes, he will not make positive changes. Why? Because he thinks he's always right. Because he thinks he's always right, he's not aware of his negative behaviors or his counterproductive behaviors. But if a person is aware of his improper behavior, then there's always hope to correct himself. So you may feel that the criticism is valid, but you're presenting, you're presently working on improving yourself in so many other areas that this point is low on your priority list. List, and if that's what, you, but if what you're doing is bothering your husband or your wife, you may shift that priority. You see, something really bothers her. If something really bothers your husband or your wife, and they constantly bother you about it, they're upset about it, and you look at yourself, and they may have not said it nicely, but you realize, you know, they have a point. I really need to work on this then you put that on a higher and a priority list. What people tend to do as human nature is that when your husband or wife points out stuff to you, you put that in the bottom drawer. They may be right about it, but because they're nagging or because they said it in a not nice way, I'm going to work on other things first that I know I have to work on my midas. This I'm going to work on last. Talk nicer and then I'll work work on it you know, more seriously. While you're being not so nice to me about this thing that bothers you, I'm putting it on the bottom shelf. Don't bother me about it. Now, it's understandable when you're frustrated to feel that way. But in reality, in the higher mature road of being centered, you realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending them to you because you realize, I'm talking about a case where you realize it is a valid point. So your husband or wife may have said it in the not nice tone, but the etzim, the 
essence of the concept is correct. So then you don't do that, put it on the bottom drawer. You, put it, you, you make it higher on the priority list, okay? My husband and wife will talk about how they could convey it in a nicer way to me. They don't have to be so nasty when they said it, but they are right about the actual behavior that they're talking about. Therefore, I'll make it a priority to, to correct myself. And um, here's an example also that the side of it is to ignore my, very often you argue over things that are minor discrepancies. And when you hop that, you have to just let it go. So for example, one said, I heard my husband's constantly correcting the way what his wife said. Uh, the wife said, a week ago, we went to my parents' home for supper. And the husband says, it wasn't a week ago, it was nine days ago. Or the wife says, I paid $20 for the gift. And the husband says, it wasn't 20 it was 1850 Or I'll ret- I returned the call the next day, no, it was two days later. Or I asked five people to bake for the occasion, no, I heard you ask six people. And finally the wife said, you know, started crying, you correct me everything I say. So the husband says, no, not everything, only your mistakes. Wife says, here we go again. I feel like always I'm on eggshells. You're nitpicking at me. So this pattern is very, very, very common. A very common um, um, pattern of arguments is arguing over these minor discrepancies. You need to be careful with that and avoid that. Don't correct these minor mistakes. And people will say, no, if I don't correct the minor mistakes, then major mistakes will take root. Not true. Not true. If, 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 if um, mistakes that like that, Shalom overrides it. And that's very, very important. We'll continue, Bezaz Hashem, to discuss this topic in future shiurim, but this is really one of those tools and skills that are very important to learn, learning how to stay uh, uh, mentally uh, and, and emotionally centered by thinking clearly, by thinking calmly, um, especially in the face of criticism and to learn how to react. And this could dramatically enhance Shalom Bayis. Bracha and